We will begin Ma'amar Sheni, the second essay of the Sefer Kuzari today, page 141. The second essay begins, What happened afterwards? After the king of the Khazars, if you remember, he had his recurring dream, that your intentions are good, but your actions are not of what God desires, and he searches for truth, he meets with a philosopher, with somebody representing the Christian religion, the Muslim religion, and finally with a Jew, the Haver, who convinces him of the truth of Judaism. So afterwards, this Melech Kuzar uh, reveals everything that happened to his chief officer. Recurring dream continued to talk to him and told him, to go to the Warsan Mountains, and there to seek out the activity desired by God. So he and his chief officer went to a mountaintop that happened to have a Jewish community there. They reached a cave where Jews observed the Shabbos. And there, the king and his chief officer converted to Judaism and received a bris milah. And then from there, they returned to their land of the Khazars. Initially, they hid their faith. Until they divulged their secret, little by little, to a, a small select group of their inner circle. Until eventually, they revealed this to the entire country of the Khazars, and the entire country, the rest of the population, the Khazar population, converted to Judaism. And they learned Torah. The history of the Khazars details their success their military success, they discovered hidden treasures, they amassed armies numbering in the hundreds of thousands. They yearned for the temple to the point that they erected a facsimile of the tabernacle that Moshe built. They gave honor to the local Jew- Jews and Jewish community. This chaver, this rabbi who he had initially, the Melech Kuzar had initially spoken with, became the advisor, the rabbi of the king. And now this is the segue into the next section. The first question, the first thing that Mamr Shani deals with is the names of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the seemingly physical descriptions of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So this now begins the second section, after a little bit of history about what happened with Melch Guzar. Hashemos v'hamidos ha'miuchasas el habore yisbarach. He started asking his personal rabbi, this chaver, about the names of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the attributes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Some of them seem to imply uh, attributing physicality to God. And this is hard to, it's hard, based on what we know about God, it's hard to accept that God has any physicality. And we know that this is a fundamental principle of our faith, 
that God does not have physicality. So, page 143. The names of God, except for the explicit name, which is in a different category, are attributes and descriptions based on how God affects his creations and how he interacts with the world. That doesn't mean when we say God does something, it means that from our perception, that is what has happened. And therefore, for a human being to do that, he would have acted in a certain way. We attribute that to God. Nikra rachum, He is called merciful when he acts in a way that for a human being to help, it would be considered an act of mercy. God does not feel bad for one person and therefore gives him more and feels less bad for somebody else and therefore gives him less. God is the God of truth. We attribute the same way a human being would be doing it out of a place of mercy we characterize, we describe God's actions in those terms as well, even though they're technically incorrect. He says this is something you see with judges. Judges are not supposed to do things out of mercy or anger. Judges are supposed to judge out of truth. When a judge finds that one person is guilty, and the other person is innocent. We might describe that he showed mercy to one and he showed strict judgment to somebody else, but the judge is actually just using the laws to find what, what he must decree for each case. We would we might describe it as out of anger or out of out of mercy, but the judge is just basing his, his judgment on the law and the truth of the law. Page 144. Sometimes he's described as merciful and gracious. Other times he's jealous and vengeful. Doesn't mean that on Tuesday God is merciful. On Wednesday God is vengeful and jealous. It means that on Tuesday he dealt with a person or a group in a way that a human being would describe it as merciful and on Wednesday, he just, he dealt with a group or human being as in a way that we would describe it as vengeful. He says the general rule is that God's attributes, except for the explicit name, are divided into three categories, action, relation, and negation. We will stop here and continue tomorrow.